Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Be sure to add love you mean it in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. Hi everybody, it's Erin and Mike and welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. This week we're so excited we're having on two founders of their own company called Pothos Beauty and it's not launched yet but it's going to be an inclusive marketplace for like beauty products and just products that they believe in that have a good message and the two girls that started the company are named Diamond and Lydia and they are two of the most beautiful people inside and out. They have such a good message and they've just lived so much in such a short amount of time and it was just so great getting to talk to them. Yeah, but this episode is so fun because we got to also talk to two besties just like us. And so obviously, as you guys know, we're trying to, I mean, even since we started the podcast, we've been trying to make it as inclusive as a place as possible. And so it's really great that people are kind of noticing that and want to come spread the love with us as well. This episode was so long and we really hope that you guys enjoy it. But before we get into it, we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah, so just be sure to keep watching the feed. I'm going to upload some new designs for merch soon. I don't know exactly when, but just keep your eyes peeled. You can shop the merch in our Redbubble store. You can tap the link in our bio. It'll lead you there. There's also a lot of links for everything. You can donate to Black Lives Matter. You can pretty much do whatever you want. And speaking of the links, Erin. There's also a link in the show notes for every single episode where you can donate to the podcast. We by no means expect anybody to donate to the podcast, but we do appreciate it because it helps us to grow and get better equipment because I hate this microphone. As I say, every (laughs) single week. It didn't really give us that much of a hassle this time, but it just sucks. So yeah you're just so relatable i know i'm just like i mean it's not what i'm hating this week it's just what i'm hating every week but you know okay this week we're gonna get into our segment but we're gonna switch it up and do what we're loving this week first yeah don't freak out just makes more sense I guess you'll see why. Yeah. But what I'm loving this week is voting. I think it's really cool that we live in a country where we can vote, even though our votes kind of don't matter because of the electoral college. But I just think it's really cool that like you have the opportunity to vote because not every country in the world is like that. Yeah. If you don't vote, um, fuck you. <laughs> like that's not cool, especially in this election. I know you just really need to be voting like not only for yourself, but for the people in your life that maybe can't vote. Meg just said it's really great that we have the opportunity to vote, even though sometimes it feels like we're living under a dictatorship. Technically, we're not. And so I think it's really important to just, I don't know, just do everything you can. You're definitely going to hear an ad in this episode. We don't get paid for it, but it's just to raise awareness for voting. And so definitely follow the links there. And I mean, by the time that you're listening to this, voting is tomorrow. So you should have already have voted or have your plan ready to vote. If you don't, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like I'm going in person with my parents and I'm going to borrow Aaron's Obama t-shirt for good juju because we need this shit. And yeah, I don't know. Like you just, you have to vote for people that can't. You have to vote for illegal immigrants and you know, for people that have been, like, wrongly convicted of crimes and and that can't vote. Well, like, and hot actors from out of the countries that live in the U.S. and provide us great quality content. That also Yeah. Like, Harry Styles. Styles. (laughs) Harry Styles 2020. Harry Styles said vote for Biden, so so should you. Yeah, and I don't know. Just vote for people, like, 
even if it even if voting like so i guess i'm adding like the straight white males even though you won't be affected by either person that wins you still need to vote for the other people in your life like your mom your sisters your aunts that you allegedly love your people of color that are friends like your co-workers literally everybody like every every person every person every person has someone that they need to vote for mm-hmm. and if you don't vote then you're not speaking up for them this is literally just the brain of the podcast like we're so different like you're voting in person then i'm like i already put mine in the ballot box yeah so i mean we're basically just kind of that representation that there's always two different ways to go about life especially when it comes to voting so well i just get mad paranoid and like i know you can like track yeah. your ballot and stuff but like there's something to be said about like just going there and just doing it and putting it in the oh, machine 100%. and like you know it's like i'm not I'm not the trumper saying that like mail-in ballots aren't like legit because they completely are but i'm just so anxious that i have to physically go put it in the machine no, I get that. so well, yeah especially because meg's parents live in like a gray area that's yeah. not quite as busy yeah as like i would never be caught dead voting in new haven or something right now yeah no like it's a really like secluded like a little beach town and like no one lives there full time so i'm just like going with my parents we're all gonna wear our masks and i'm just gonna bull and it's gonna be good but what i'm loving this week is this new candle so for halloween my mom always gives me gifts well she gives me gifts all the time it's like <laughs> it's like valentine's day it could literally be boxing day and my grandma's like here's 20 dollars, <laughs> and i'm like we don't even celebrate that sis i know i'm like but she gives it to you anyway she's so cute but i went home like last week and i saw my parents and i was like oh i'm probably not gonna see you guys like until after halloween or whatever and so my mom got me well she gave my roommates and i these brownies that we're going to be making later and i cannot Woo. wait and then we also got candy and then we also got this candle and we're burning it right now thank you cheryl you guys um go listen to her episode about miscarriages from a couple weeks ago i was surprised that people actually listened to it like it's in i'm like i I don't think it's in our top 10 maybe top like 15 i was like oh okay but it's this candle and it's from bath and body works and it's pumpkin spice obviously candles aren't the best for you and it's better to like diffuse essential oils but this one's made with essential oils so it's a little bit better for you but it smells so good. I wouldn't even really say that it smells like a pumpkin spice latte. I think it just smells like, it's like sweetness in fall. It just smells like a nice, like spicy fall dessert to yeah. me. But yeah, it just smells great. And the packaging is so cute. It's like black and white striped. Not striped, like plaid. It's, it's buffalo plaid. Buffalo, yeah. buffalo plaid. Wow, okay. Anyway, but like, I just really like it. Let's get into the negativity. What are you hating this week? I am hating the uncertainty. I don't know what's going to happen, y'all. I feel like this is, it was like last time when everyone was like, oh yeah, Hillary Clinton's going to win. She's up in all the polls. Like, no way. Trump's not going to win. No, <laughs> no, no, no fucking way. And then he fucking won. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, I'm hoping that Biden is like, just going to win just because I don't think I can do four more years of this. Yeah. I think I might have to become an expat and, like, move somewhere else because I literally cannot take this anymore. We saw a flag yesterday, and it was, like, the typical Trump 2020 flag or whatever, and it was, like, make America great again, and I was, like, when was it? I was, like, at what point during this presidency did he make anything better? I think these were the worst four years of my life. Honestly, yeah. I think it was the worst four years of my life. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. Like, can can I go back to 2016, the greatest year of my life? When things were lit as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm definitely hating that too. I'm just really nervous and I'm probably going to get really drunk and just like cry regardless because I feel like no matter who wins, it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. Like, we're literally grocery shopping like 
after we record all of this and we're stocking up so we don't have to leave the house and get into anything yeah in case there's like protests because i'm sure there will be yeah it's just a scary time and no regardless it's gonna be a shit show yeah because i feel like if biden wins then the trump supporters are gonna go batch it and then if trump wins then like we're gonna go batch it so i just feel like either way it's just gonna be a mess but anyway what are you hating erin this is just so funny so this is really just to lighten the mood so remember that candle she talked about a minute ago yeah actually i hate it now so i like we had my laptop on the counter and meg and i each have our own microphone and meg's microphone was all set up but i was like twisting the laptops because i sit against like our window like the wall of our apartment and I picked up my microphone, who I already hate. So it's like two things I hate combining to make one ultra hate. <laughs> but I dropped the cord of the microphone, you guys. Like the USB cord into the candle. It put out, it's like a three-wick candle. You guys know like the Bath and Body Works one. It put out a flame and was like soaked in wax. And Meg was like, Erin, get it. And she was like, go wipe it off. Like we have to make sure it's all fine. So I literally am standing over the kitchen sink, like jamming a fork into this <laughs> USB cord, trying to scrape the wax off of it. And so I'm glad to see that it still works. But I don't know. I was just really nervous because like, I've never, has that ever happened to any of you before? No. no. I've never had that happen. I mean, like, I've dipped my fingers in candle yeah. wax, but, like, for fun. Yeah, like, for fun. I've never dropped, like, in, like an electronic need that I have. Also, this microphone was pretty expensive. I'm sure the cord wouldn't be that expensive to, like, repurchase, but I don't know. It's just not any I situation. just love when people, like, dip things or do, like, layers of things. So, they're like, I'm going to dip my finger in this candle wax a hundred times oh God, yeah. or i'm gonna put on a hundred layers of foundation yeah. or just like stupid or, like, shit like uh, yeah like i i live for that i don't know why it's the dumbest thing ever but it's just like it's just so funny to see like how much shit gets caked on i know it was like relatively satisfying like scraping it off oh, but yeah. also i was like about to cry because i was like yo this is broken and we're about <laughs> to record this intro <laughs> but yeah uh so without further ado i guess we'll get into the episode i hope you enjoy i'm gonna leave all the links to pothless beauty and their personal instagrams in the show notes down below don't forget to vote bitches vote voting makes you hotter and yeah i guess without further ado we'll just get into it hi everybody we're back and our guests are going to tell you a little bit about themselves hello so we are diamond and lydia we're the founders of pothless beauty We're an inclusive beauty and wellness marketplace. We're super excited to be on the podcast and tell you guys about the story of how we built Pothos Beauty. Okay, so in your own words, what does inclusive beauty mean to you and why is it so important? Ooh, this is so on target. That is so pretty. So for us at Pothos Beauty, we define inclusivity is beauty. So where there is inclusivity, there is beauty and they are not interchangeable. I think individually for me, if I were to define what does beauty mean to me? It's funny because we have a campaign that's all about what does beauty mean to me. For me, it's about the uniqueness and celebration of human existence. That's what's so beautiful for me because I believe that just my existence and living and living amongst other human beings and the curation of the planet is just also beautiful and that we should live in harmony. So like, that's that's what it means to me. So like a huge focus of the company is the community aspect of things where we are connecting with our community to engage them and mobilize them in conversations that means the most to us. So like Diamond mentioned, like what does beauty mean to you campaign? We started with that because we noticed that beauty was most times defined for us. So we want to take our power back and redefine it for ourselves. So for me, beauty is being well within. So being like your wholesome self, so your highest power that you can 
possibly tap into that is what beauty means to me so the community aspect is like something that's super important it's the core of the mm-hmm. company I mean, that's what I love so much. Like looking into Pothos Beauty is just like kind of like the community aspect too, which is I know is like a big part of it. Beauty to you guys includes everybody. It's not like leaving yeah. everybody out. It's like making sure that like everybody feels like they're heard, you know? You get it! You no, get it! That's exciting! And it's like- It's so exciting when we hear people like grasp, but like what we're trying to do, because it's like, it's our mastermind. And like you guys, we spend all of our time together. So we, yeah. we talk to each other. And we're like, what do other people feel in the world? So mm-hmm. I love that you get it. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, I don't know. I guess I, I just was like very like sheltered growing up and stuff. And like, I just didn't realize until I was like, I don't even know when I realized. I just remember like going to like Target and stuff and like looking at the beauty sections and mm. just noticing like how much there was for like designed more towards white people. Yeah. And then just seeing the smaller section that was for like labeled like multicultural or whatever. Oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, I, like, I just don't understand why more products can't be made for everybody and like why yeah. they have to be targeted towards certain individuals and exactly. like certain groups. I think I'm like becoming like a way more conscious consumer where like I love that researching brands and seeing like, do they have a lot, like if it's a makeup brand, And I'm like, do they have a wide, like, variety of skin tones for Mm -hmm. their foundations? I only want to shop, like, inclusive beauty now because, like, Mm -hmm. it's just, that's, I think that's just the way of the future and every company needs to do that now. So I'm so happy that you guys are doing what you're doing because it's so important. Thank you. It just brings it back to, like, my days of being, like, a makeup artist. And Mm -hmm. I've worked with some pretty awesome names like ASAP Rocky, Target, SZA, things of that sort. Yeah, and I did that for a while. And something that I hated most was the lack of inclusivity when it came mm-hmm. to products. And not just dealing with the like the diversity in skin tone. It's just diversity in human existence. That's yeah. skin care, skin tone, background, right? If you look at somebody, you can, and if you pay close attention, you can figure out where they came from in the world, but you have to pay attention. And in order to understand that, it comes with learning, right? So there's just so many layers that comes to beauty. And when we built Pothos Beauty, it was more than just, you know, it's for this other segment of people because what we found is a lot of brands create segments within their space of diversity. It's still separated. That's where we want to dismantle that. And we decided that we wanted to build a place where you can get all of your beauty needs, whether it's beauty or wellness, but we're taking care of you from the products all the way to how you see yourselves and how you treat other people. In addition to that, some of the proceeds that come back from the purchases go back to reconstructing the infrastructure that is not being reconstructed by the people who should be funding it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to fund it <laughs> instead. Oh God, you guys are literally just boss bitches. I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can't, so like, you can't do anything. You got to be a boss bitch all times. That's so cool. I love, I just love the concept. Like, I know. Like your business model is so cool. Like just everything. I'm like, it's so cool. I feel like it's something that I've never even like really heard of. No, it's so so unique. Would you say that like working with all those like major companies was like the first time that you realized that there was a lacking of inclusive, like inclusivity in the beauty industry or was it like before that? Well, we both have differing experiences with the beauty Mm. industry. So maybe we should start there. Yeah. And and then go from there. I was going to say, I think for you, it was like the start when you were like a model child. Oh, yeah. I forgot I even did that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I was a child model. So as a child, I modeled as a child from the age of like 10 to maybe 13. 
And one of the reasons why I wanted to become a model was because I loved fashion. And like, that was the thing that, you know, when you see those beautiful women on the TV, like they're the ones essentially who were the catalyst of how people saw the world. Because with everything I knew from a very young age, you can't escape beauty. Like you, you just literally can't. It's the same thing with fashion. You can't escape it. It, it helps you tell time. It helps mark history. Like you can't escape it. Mm-hmm. So I thought the only way for me to be a part of this was to be a model. So I begged my parents to sign me up for this modeling agency. And I took all these classes and I was super excited. And at the time I was also a competitive cheerleader and a gymnast. So I was muscular. They didn't like that. And I remember the day I had to take my photos for graduation and girl, the concealer that they gave me was so white. And they were like, this is the du- this is the only color that we have. And I'm like, I first of all, I have clear skin. Like, what is going on here? And I just remember seeing my mom buy it. And I remember her. It makes me so sad thinking about that. Like, seeing her get so scared to purchase that for me because she knew that was going to do something for me. What did it do? It dismantled my entire confidence. So I stopped modeling. I stopped looking at how beautiful I was. I stopped seeing who I was and I started seeking validation in other people because I thought like as a black girl, I was not pretty because I did not meet these metrics of what the fashion industry considered beautiful. So I went through that shit for a while and I was an artist. So I poured all my heart into painting and then it turned into makeup because I was like, how can I rebuild this relationship with people and how can I foster and breathe life into them. And I started with makeup and then I got my makeup done in high school for prom at Mac. And I was like, I want to do this because the woman that was there, she helped me feel good about myself. And then a year later, I became a makeup artist there. A year after that, I started doing makeup on my friends, starting with the darkest woman I knew upward. Most makeup artists can't do people of color's makeup. Mm -hmm. They can always do the reverse. And I started with that, my family, my friends, next thing you know, I'm on Fashion Week, on music videos, and like all kinds of shit. Mind you, I don't research anything to this day. I don't, I just kind of like, okay, and then I show up, and then it was just like, oh, you're on set with ASAP Rocky. Whoa, what is this? It's really crazy, and it was just a hobby. It was just something that I did. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize what I was building, but what I noticed consistently as a makeup artist was all the women of color would leave the other makeup artists, and I was just an assistant on most of these, and they would come to me in, in tears and ask me to fix them. And that is when I knew I had a bigger job beyond makeup. Mm-hmm. So I started sending my clients all over the place to get products. And what I hated was sending them to seven different stores to get the one thing that they need. Yeah. What the hell? Why is this a problem? And then I just remember running around New York City when I had sets. And at the time, there was a Ricky's, which is gone now. And running around at 5 o'clock in the morning in and out of drugstores before a set to make sure I had something for everybody. Everyone doesn't pack for everybody, but I do. So I'm lugging suitcases because I need to make sure there's enough product for everybody because I don't know who I'm going to run into today. And the last thing I'm going to do is mess up someone's self-confidence for something that they were excited to do. So that's my path with beauty. And Lydia has a very different experience with beauty. (laughs) Yeah, mine is, I was born and raised in Eritrea. Don't know if you guys know where that is. It's in East Africa. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, yeah. that's like, well, can, yeah. I'm actually not. I don't know why. It's so funny. That's so to me. cool. That's awesome. Because oh nobody God. knows about it. Yeah, I actually right? didn't know where it is. I had mm-hmm. to learn in high school. We had to do. We did a whole African unit. The teacher handed us a blank map of Africa, and we had yeah. to name every single country. 
and like islands and stuff. So like, I actually know where that is. It's not often I run into people that know. I was born and raised back home in Eritrea. So I came here when I was 12. And living back home, it's like your career is already carved out for you. So it's like you either become a doctor or a lawyer. So I remember being like five years old wanting to be a doctor. Those are like the only two options that we have. We don't have anything else. And I remember like my parents bringing me over to America for higher education. So their value in education is what kind of like pushed me to go to college and to strive for more education background, I would want to say. So, but like, but I realized when I was in college, my interest changed. So Mm -hmm. I no longer wanted to be a doctor. I wanted, I fell in love with philosophy because I was on a quest to find myself. I dealt with depression. I didn't know at that time, but then I was dealing with depression. Isn't that a bitch how you get depressed? (laughs) You have no idea. Oh yeah, yeah. You know it's bad. And then like, oh, what is this? Yeah, so I struggled with depression for a long time in college. And I just remember thinking, I like philosophy, international business and cultures. They mm-hmm. fit me well. So I'm going to marry the two and possibly go to law school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet your parents were very excited. <laughs> no, they, they hated it. They were like, Lydia, you're African. Did you forget you were African? <laughs> you need to be in the medical field, not lawyer. Oh. Nobody's going to hire you. <laughs> I found my path in like consulting. So like helping tech startups with their like business development and like their sales cycles. And then I switched into like social impact consulting. We're working with companies like Patagonia, Lush, Beauty Counters, helping them with their like brand engagement. I was like connecting them with their communities using campaigns to speak on issues that they care about. So that's something that I truly enjoy. Now here we are building Pathos, (laughs) where it's literally the company that I wanted with the social impact focus of it. And that's something that like I truly, truly loved working with these brands so to have something of your own to do the same exact impact in the world using business to do good is what was like wow this is pretty epic like you're Mm -hmm. actually doing this and I think going back to the point of like beauty for me it didn't start with like makeup and skincare for me although I did struggle with skincare in high school when I was Mm -hmm. trying to figure out like okay what homemade products can I make that could help with my skin because I was dealing with acne and I didn't know how to care for it. I just knew my mom was like so against products and she was like, don't use products. I wasn't allowed to wear makeup because she would think that it's calling on the wrong attention. Growing up, it was more of like being the inside. Don't focus on the outside. Mm -hmm. Like just focus on your brain. Use your intelligence and not beauty. So I ended up disregarding beauty or like how I care for myself. But now looking back, it's like, wow, like beauty is like having a relationship with yourself. And there's really nothing wrong with that. Which is not taught. And that's like something that we want to dismantle. Like it's not just about product. It's never about that. Because if you have a relationship with yourself, you can have a relationship with somebody else. And the relationship that your primary relationship is with self. And that's your work is to be the best version of yourself possible Mm -hmm. and that is what makes you beautiful that's what causes you to have radiance that's what causes you not to have cancers and like illness because emotions manifest in the physical boy do I know but like if you are able to do that then you're able to make an impact on other people so to come off of your point you know having social impact that's 
this is probably going to lead into your question about like how do we meet each other but to be able to build a company with someone else who also has a background in technology because we both worked in tech i was more on like the product management fintech and dealing with systems and operations as well as change management so that human-centric design was always important but that social impact fellow and things of that sort. So being able to build a company with somebody else who knows that we can use business to do good. I can't even put words on that, you guys, of like what it feels like to be able to build this company. It is never a burden. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of shit that I got to get done. It's only <laughs> two human beings. But now we have a bigger team. But it's really beautiful to be able to build with someone and other people who believe in the mission because yeah. it's far beyond us. But then we can lead into your next question. Let me not take over your podcast. Oh, my God. No. Oh my but, God. Like, <laughs> but like, I could listen to you guys talk all day. I just love when like we interview people and like know what you want to say and like, you know, like the point you're trying to get across. It just makes it. I don't know. It just needs to be even better. So. Yeah. And something I just wanted to add, like literally the first thing I noticed about you guys were, was like how beautiful you are. Ooh. And I just know, like we're literally yeah. both stuff. Like I, I literally love so bad right now. <laughs> we're going to stop for all those who are listening. <laughs> oh my God. We stop. do not do yeah. self-hate around here. Okay. Okay. okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, so let's restart this. You okay. look great because you are beautiful in every facet of that you are. Don't you ever? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But okay. I swear. <laughs> you guys came to stunt today and I just feel so bad that like anyone ever made you feel like you weren't beautiful. Like you that- you got to realize now that we're older and we're able to build this platform, when someone breaks down or tries to break down what you're doing or shrink you or suffocate you or put you in a box, it really has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with, they see a power in yourself and they cannot stand to see that. So now since everybody wants to grab and take and suffocate, what are you trying to take? Obviously there's something. So I'm going to step into my purpose and I'm going to build that because enough. So when you walk into your purpose, it's a very different energy when you're just walking in line with other people tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. There's no more of that. And that is not allowed in our life. We do not. Yeah. No, you get us how you get us. If we wake up and we look like whatever, that's how you're going to get it. <laughs> we don't go out of our way anymore. Those days are over. <laughs> yeah, no. Is there a brand that either of you have always loved or respected in regards to inclusivity? There could also be no answer or you could have multiple answers. So No, there's a brand. There is a brand that you guys don't know about and you got to know now. About it. And this brand has changed the way that I see myself oh, changed yeah. the way that I love myself. And yeah. this woman, I got to go get the jar. Hold on. Go for it. <laughs> like the definition of like what we're trying to build. Yeah. Like I'm grateful because she's going to be selling on a platform too when mm-hmm. we launch. So I can't wait for you guys to hear more oh, about it too. So cool. so, okay. Yeah. All right. I get so excited about this brand because like, yeah. It's a true essence of what we're looking for. It's yeah. our model, and that's what we build off of everything. Yeah. So this brand is called Hales BTY, Hales Beauty, okay. and it's out of New York. It's okay. owned by an Asian-American woman, and her name is Haley. She mm-hmm. complete. I might botch this up, but, like, she completely builds this product with love. Yes. This product is built from understanding and renewing yourselves, reconstructing it not only from the product, but with self. Mm-hmm. She uses full spectrum CBD in all of her products and she makes everything by hand. Yeah. 
We personally know this woman. And when I tell you, I know that there is love for a greater good to build a world in the 5D from the 3D of damage. You guys, I will introduce you guys to her because she Mm -hmm. is a goddess on earth. So going back to your question of if there's a brand that you most respect and love because inclusivity, it is Haley's Beauty. We both use her product. Everyone that have ever suggested to use her product, you start to see the radiance in yourself. It's not just like, oh my God, my skin's doing well. No, you start to see it radiates in self. Yeah. And it's really amazing the work that she does. I'll make sure you guys get her link at the end. Oh, yeah. No, I love, um, so I love cool. all the like, skincare and stuff. Oh, yeah. Say less. Yeah, and it's so pretty and it smells. This is the green dream. It's almost done. It's like super green. And beautiful and she makes everything by hand you can so use it on oh. you can use it on your face on your body in your hair she just has amazing stuff so going back to that point of like inclusivity you know when she builds her product she really thinks about how can we create a movement to cause bigger change in beauty like how can we reconstruct ourselves our souls our body our minds yeah through connection yeah. so that would be the brand that i would say same yeah the like hands so down yeah no, but like, like that's what we need more of. Like we need more yeah. people yeah. that are creating brands like for the consumer, for like mm-hmm. their inner self, outer self, and not just like doing it for like solely a cash grab, you know? Yeah. And no, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. But yeah, that's why like with our marketplace, it's very important that with a lot of the brands that we work with, we dig beyond do they meet the qualifications. Mm-hmm. We dig well, who is the founder? Yeah. What is their story? What is their distance traveled? Where do they see their brand going? And do they believe in social impact? It's very important that we have a place that is a good place. Mm -hmm. Because you can create beauty by doing good. We just really dig into it. So it's that it's that extra leg of our work that is a little bit slower. Yeah. But it's important. So you are a conscious buyer and we provide the spaces for that. Yeah. We didn't want to just be like any platform that collects any and everything. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make sure that we are carrying products whose mission we believe in and they are green, I mean, clean ingredients. You can't say it's 100% clean in everything that we do, but it's just like, it's the cleanest we can get it. And also, I think just like going back to in the climate weather that we're in, like politically, with the whole BLM movement happening and everybody just using like black faces, we're seeing mm. it everywhere. Like companies are just like hiring just like black faces just to show DNI mm. initiative. But really, we go past that and we look at what does your team look like? Yeah. Like how often did you really promote black people, uh, people of color as well? So how are you treating people at work? Yeah. Because when we think about when we both work in technology, it the whole purpose of the startup culture, startup culture period, I'm gonna call it out. They have this weird thing where they just feel like because this is startup world, this is a place for abuse. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Why are we feeling anxious? Why are we feeling abused? Why are we being tolerated and not celebrated in our places of work what the fuck what is that that you spend nine hours with other people that is who you truly are Mm -hmm. it is not the facade that you pull when you're outside of those spaces and that's when we built when we built Paltos Beauty it's not only about like what brands are we working with and what they're doing but the way that we build our team right now it's all women don't know how that happened (laughs) but it is and it's really amazing because we spend a lot of time with supporting each other as individuals yeah Yeah. and giving people their creative freedom in their work and let me tell you guys this company is borderline building itself and 
it is so remarkable when you just give people the freedom and you celebrate them the things that they just create yeah every day we're just like mind blown mind blown it's like wow because that's something that we lacked in our past careers yeah. like we mm. wanted that independence that like freedom to really be the entrepreneurs that they hired us to be but instead we were kind of like stuck in a glass and it's just like be the face don't really say nothing but if you say something make it suggestion but don't we can't ask you to implement on it. We, it was kind of like a frustrating place where like we're learning so much but then again like you know your value is kind of like capped and mm. we're like we don't want anybody to feel like that anymore so like even right now with our team like going back to her earlier point is that like even when we hire our team we're asking them what do you feel like your purpose is what do you want to do in life because who am i to take you to take you away from your life purpose and make you work in a job just for the sake of money so we try to make it a place where people can really be their full self in work or outside of work i just wish more places were like that it's it's like our whole culture is just like you like live to work you don't work to live exactly i don't understand like why it's like that i just don't i i have no words i just know that like we don't want it we want to it's not only are we just building papa's beauty in this company like we are changing society so this is bigger like we're building a society so pb society pb society (laughs) is what we're building and we really do have goals to build this massive enterprise that Mm -hmm. essentially creates not only a space in the beauty industry but in all industries right it's because mm-hmm. if we're going to do good like one of my degrees was political science and philosophy of political regimes so all mm-hmm. I did was study regimes and how were people able to move people to do evil how does one person move so many people to move evil it's beyond me so yeah. I just wanted to study that pattern and figure out what can I do to bring good to build good yeah. and the solution to that is you have to study people number one Mm-hmm. number two you build something that they need mm-hmm. three you change the way that they see themselves yeah and four then you you build this collaborative community where everyone has a space to contribute to the infrastructure of it yeah. and that's what Pato's BD is doing so it's beyond a marketplace that's just the beginning yeah mm-hmm. and super exciting it's about what we're exciting. doing with that Oh, I'm so, it's so late, y'all. <laughs> sounds so it cool. Sounds like, amazing. the more you talk about it, the yeah. more interested I get in it. I just think it's so interesting that you were talking about, like, creating change and, like, kind of, like, startup culture and stuff. What are ways that, like, or maybe just, like, one way that, like, other brands can bring more inclusivity and, like, representation into their own brand? Mm. Without making it look like they're just doing it for the mm-hmm. cloud. Yeah, or, or like, because show. of, like, this, like, the, the climate going on yeah. right now. Cause there's a lot of that going around. Performative yeah. activism. Thank you. That's the word I was thinking. <laughs> no, we don't do that here. We're not here for that. That's a very loaded. It's that a loaded question. question. It needs to be answered. It's kind of hard when you're a brand. There's like, all right. So I'm gonna explain it for me. And there's two two perspectives of that. It's hard when you're a pre-existing brand yeah. who wants to make a change. You should make the change. You should be inclusive. So that means that. Whatever you're building, it's not, okay, let's just have one Black person in the room to contribute. No, mm-hmm. dismantle the whole shit mm-hmm. and rebuild it. Yeah. But I still can't look at you the same because from the point of ideation, I would say companies are reactive, not proactive. You did not think about this in the creation of what you built. Mm-hmm. So now this is beyond the company. This is a yeah. reflection of you. We got some other things 
she got it on. So that's one angle of it. I'm still trying to figure out how to help them. And then there's the other ones where there's new brands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thinking about the point of inclusivity, but let's just bring back, because a lot of times people think that inclusivity is just skin color. Yeah. No, it's diversity in human beings. It's diversity of plants. Yeah. It's diversity of everything. Mm-hmm. So when you build any and everything, you need to think about the target market and demographic. Just really boil it down to human and behavior. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, if I were telling a brand, a new brand, um, what is something that you should include in building to make sure you're being inclusive? I would say step back and look, look at the world. Just yeah. the step back and look at the world and then build. Because you can build in a silo by yourself. Oh, who are you building for? Yeah. yeah, It's never about you. I love that answer. Like you need yeah. to look at the bigger picture. It's not just like solely about you or like trying to look like you're doing the right thing. Like you really do need to step back, look at the full picture and see like what's the right move for you. I always like to think of it like we create businesses to solve the problems that we have, right? At least I would hope that that's how people are creating it for. And I think, right, for people who traveled a lot, we were able to be exposed to a lot of cultures and a lot of people, lots of like ways of people living. And it's quite different wherever you go. I think Diamond is right because it goes back to like the reflection of you. Like even when we thought about Pathos, we weren't thinking about what Lydia and Diamond wanted to do. We took our problems. I grew up in a whole different continent than she did, but we came at the same age and we were able to realize the same things. And like the fact that we were able to experience the same problems to the point that like really forced us to, to, to bring change into society is something that is, is a reflection of us and reflection of society. And I think it goes back. So like, you're right, brains should change. They should change. And we're able to see how they, w- they were able to change on their Instagrams because their feed has definitely changed. And we mm-hmm. peep that. But I think- Definitely peep it. I'm gonna start calling it out. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's like, you see all these black faces all of a sudden we're like, mm, Where was that before? Where was that? Where was that? Where was this energy <laughs> earlier? Me breaking my neck? I'm like, where was that? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Exactly. And I think the solution to that is just like really dismantling everything, the way we see everything. Because I think that's how they were able to redefine their beauty, their brand and their beauty for them. So I think going back dismantling and, and have the focus to really, really impact generations, not just think about right now. So you both kind of talked about this a little bit, but like, what is Pothos Beauty and where did the idea come from? Like, how was it conceptualized? The story about this is really interesting. It goes back to the beginning of COVID mm-hmm. when we were all locked up in our houses and all that stuff. I got fired from my tech job right before March began. Honestly, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I repeat, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And then there was just like some time off and whatnot. And Lydia and I, we were just like talking every day. And then randomly, I got an email from Elle. We're trying to build like the consulting company. Oh, yeah, we're trying to build a consult. Oh, so we're trying to build a consulting company because we knew people had to go shift to being remote but we wanted to make sure and that we were working remote at that time yeah mm-hmm. we had been working remote for years so we yeah. had mastered this because we don't like being around people in the office <laughs> so we had mastered this <laughs> and we were like you know what we're gonna build a consulting company <laughs> and we're gonna call it atunlo which means <laughs> we knew in the african Yoruba language mm-hmm. and we wanted to renew the way that people work together because we knew that the world is gonna go digital we've been knew this for years 
years. Yeah. Yeah. And we wanted to be the consultants that come in and build this infrastructure so the human centric focus. And that's what we were gonna do. One day we're on the phone and we're just like, yeah, no, not doing that anymore. That sounds crazy. That sounds like a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of work and I want to retire soon. This is not it. I'm 26. I want to retire. Right. So we just like led into that and we just took a break and we just didn't do anything. She mm-hmm. still was working full time. I was interviewing with other tech companies. Um, I got some pretty awesome offers. At the time I was living in Austin. I was trying to get in New York. Uh, I was trying to get to New York. So I was like, let me get a job. And then they were disrespecting me. And I just realized that, like, I don't want to go back into these spaces with these disrespectful salaries to lose myself. (laughs) Then one random day, I got an email from Elle. I thought it was a scam. (laughs) I thought it was a scam because it was just a generic email. There was Uh no graphics, nothing. Just some ladies like, hey, like, we have this thing. We want (laughs) to interview you for a psychology. I'm like, what is this, dude? And they're like, we want to interview you about how you're taking care of your hair and COVID as a Black woman. I get this scammy email. And I'm like, girl, I don't even know what to say. So we watched RuPaul. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do it anyway. So we put in, and she helped me write it. And then next thing you know, forgot about it. It was published. I was like, oh shit, this is real. <laughs> oh, I'm on L. I would literally choke. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I, did. I, I remember like writing in there, like someone should make an affordable hair supply store mm-hmm. online. We were talking about this when I wrote it. We Honestly, we were just yeah. fucking around. And then it dawned on us after it got published. We were like, no, we should build that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We didn't realize, we thought we, this was like a you and I problem <laughs> because the beauty supply stores were closed. Yeah. I couldn't do my hair, so I had to braid it myself with some sus extension hair from Amazon. <laughs> so <laughs> no. it became no. a problem. And I was like, you know what? There's a bigger issue. I live in a gentrified city and there are no mm-hmm. hair supply stores for black people. Yeah. What the hell? This is a bigger problem. So we decided we were just, we were going to take it into our own hands. But yeah. we were going to drop ship it because we we're going to be millionaires overnight. Yeah. Incorrect. Because we were just thinking <laughs> about like, then again, like it goes back to like our mindset because we were just thinking about like solving that immediate problem. Because mm-hmm. we was like, let's just build an online store where people can get their hairs and their hair needs. And then boom, we become millionaires. Get to go. You and know? then we could fall <laughs> off the face of the earth. That was the plan, right? Yeah, no. Girl, it didn't, didn't work, work out that out. way. <laughs> Does it ever? So three we, weeks later. Three weeks later. So we spend all this time, mind you, virtually. At this point, I just want to clarify that Lydia and I have never met each other. We're going to get back to how we met we're each other. Friends, we're just internet friends. We're just internet friends. We're LinkedIn oh, wow. friends. So we're just like FaceTiming strangers on a daily basis, eight to 12 hours a day. We just be on FaceTime when we should be working, but on our actual job. <laughs> like we'd be working, but the FaceTime still always go by. She goes go into her meetings. Day. I go on mine. We go together. We just mute. They just don't know that we're there. And then so we started building this company and we started like hitting up all these brands and figuring out suppliers and manufacturers for these brands so we can drop shit. That market is really sad because we couldn't get access to our products for us. It was owned by a different demographic of people. I'm going to leave it there. (laughs) And we could not get access to it. And that's when we knew that they like at all. We couldn't get one product. No, not even one email response back. Oh, okay what yeah it got weird and then we were like oh no it was like one o'clock in the morning we were like this is exhausting yeah we're trying to retire not yeah we're like we need something better and then 
Yeah. yeah, like this is crazy. And then one night we just got on the phone. It was late. We we're both super sleep deprived. We're like, let's just work on the logo. So we're on the internet and we're building our logo out. We're looking for custom font. We we're hated trying to the figure colors. out. We hated the Brands. colors that everybody had. Like we hated all that stuff. So I pulled out my painting kit and I just started painting colors on a piece of paper. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we're like, we want this color. And then color. we were like, doing it. And yeah, and then we figured, honestly, the colors would, would, is what kicked off everything. Like, even when we think about the name yeah. Pathos Beauty, like, Pathos is named after a plant. <gasps> we have, we one, have one right there. Yes. We're literally the same person. We have a, a Pathos above us. We've had it for three years. Like, the vines or whatever are, like, six feet long. Like, they're huge. Yeah. yeah. We have one that we need to put up. It's, like, 60 yes. feet total. Oh, my, oh my God. God. But we named it Pathos. Like we were talking, and I had this one running across the wall. Yeah. And then we were talking about it because Pathos plants, each leaf is different from the next. It is always unique. And there's so many species of this mm-hmm. plant, and it's representative of human existence and how we vary. Mm-hmm. We're never two of the same, mm-hmm. but we're all from the same family. Yeah. And that's when we named the company. So that's pretty much where we came with the name. And then one night we were working through playing with colors. Yeah. And we were like, we got to find colors that are representative of people or like even just our vibe. And we knew black and white were not a question, like non-question. It has to be there. And then we came up with the sweet potato color. I love Ooh, it. It's, it's such a, it's, it's such a pretty color. It looks so good. It it's looks like, so it's bomb. such a strong color. It brings the depth. Yeah. And we made the color. So it's yeah. our color. Yeah. You made the color? Yeah. Like yeah, we went so to the color cool. code and we made that, that color. It is yeah. super lit, right? So then from there, we were just like, no, like we have to bring in the social impact. Mm-hmm. We have to build a world. We, ha- You know what? No, we're going to build a store that has everything for everybody. Yeah. More importantly, we're going to rebuild the infrastructure of society because like our leaders are fucking it up mm-hmm. and we're going to fund these things. And yeah. like, we're going to build a space where everybody feels included. Mm-hmm. And then that's what we built. And we sat on it for two months and didn't touch shit. We like started moving across the country. Like she came down yeah. to Texas after she left her apartment and she lived with me for a month. And then we yeah. drove from Austin to New York City. Ooh. All of this to build this this company because we knew that we had to be in New York to build this correctly. Mm-hmm. And it was also both of our dreams to live here. Yeah. So we hadn't met each other until <laughs> the day we were looking for an apartment to live with each other. Like I- is so I know. So let's pause on the track and talk about where we met each other. Yeah. yeah. I was at a job that was a scam and I had to recruit these people for this project. And I realized that my racist teammates don't care if you hear this. My racist teammates were not recruiting any women of color, women oh. or people of color for this project to talk to experts around this topic. Oh. So I was like, you know what? Fuck these people. I'm going to go find a black woman. So I went on it. Mind you, it was not my project. It was somebody else's project. <laughs> I was just being nosy. Yeah. And then I slid in her LinkedIn DM. <laughs> and then we got on the phone. It was supposed to be about this project. I was trying to get her paid for this project. It was about like a tech. We never talked about the project. Yeah, I We never just talked about, about how much we hate these jobs. And we don't like the way they treat people. And we feel like we're being tolerated and not celebrated. Yeah. And then honestly, we spoke every day on the phone after that, pretty much. And then it was nonstop. And then we moved here and we came to New York City in a pandemic looking for an apartment. Let me tell you, that was hard. 
And then we realized that we like all the same, a lot of the same things. Our boozy levels are around at the same market. Yeah. So looking for an apartment, I remember crying seeing some Quality. of the dirty hoes that they try to get us in New York. <laughs> and yeah, and Papa's just evolved. So we're a fast growth startup. We filed our LSC on June 1st and we've done some work on it, but transparently we began really working on Papa's Beauty in August. Mm-hmm. And we now have like a team of 10 people that work with us. Oh, wow. That's wild. That is fast. Yeah, it's so fast. Yeah. It's so, it's wild as hell. Yeah. It's so fast. So you have your growing pains. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're grateful because these yeah. people are like amazing. Some of them are in Canada. Some of them are like in California. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think any of them are in New York. Or oh, except one. No, it's just kind of. But I think yeah. we're grateful to have a team that like truly believed in the mission because I mean the store hasn't launched yet, but they know mm-hmm. they get to see it in the back end and to be a to be a part of this building process from a very, very young age is just like it means the world to us. And we're excited that we get to talk to you guys as well as we're in yeah. this building journey. This is really beautiful to like share our story with you guys and because we're building it for everybody. Yeah. You ladies, let me correct my terminology. <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier. Too. I was like, I can't so it's that. really it's really cool that even we get to share our story with you. And like you get it. That just that makes my day that you get it. It's yeah. just like, ah, they get it. And every time we get those moments. We've had a lot of people try to come into the company, fight us for our company. We've had people try to tell us what to do with our company. No, no. You can suggest. And if it's something for the greater good, then fine. But we follow energy. Like if the energy just doesn't feel right, we don't go with it. Yeah. And that's the cool part about building Pathos is because it's purely energy driven. Mm-hmm. Like if they don't feel right, bye. not it. Snip, snip, bye. Yeah. So that's pretty much how Pathos got built. And every day is still being built that way. It's like, you don't know. You just got to be open to it. Mm-hmm. Because if we're rebuilding a society... We have to know how the current one works. And like sometimes opportunities just come and you just got to be like, all right. Obviously, you guys are like a fast growth startup. Like you're still growing, just started. Like, do you have like one big goal that you'd like to like hit in the future? Or do you have like just a goal in general for the brand? A short term goal would be to launch before the end of the year. Mm -hmm. That is literally the main so send your favorite brands and contacts over. <laughs> yeah, whatever brands that you guys use or admire that you would want to see on Pathos Beauty, we would love to have them. So we actually, <laughs> just, there's this brand I got in a beauty box and I'm obsessed and it's all, it's a black woman owned brand. She's out of Los Angeles. We just interviewed her. We like just interviewed week. her last week. Her episode just came up if you guys want to check it out. It's called Anove and it's actually her name spelled backwards because her name is Ivana. Literally does everything by herself. Her The packaging is beautiful. She has like five products now. She has like a like an oil. It's called the perfecting oil. And that shit is dope. Like it's so you put it on your skin mm-hmm. and it's just like it's like the most luxurious. Like it almost feels like a low, like a cream because it just it like seeps into your skin. It's not like slick. Oh my God, or I love this already. And it's like a clean beauty brand. Yeah, too, it's so clean it's beauty. like completely yep. 
No, like, she and she's like the sweetest woman. It was like, insane. oh my god, I loved her. Like, she was so she knows, nice. Like because she does it herself. Like she literally knows like every single ingredient. And mm-hmm. we were asking where her about like, like where they come from, and she was like, oh yeah, like this long name. And she's like, it comes from this. And I was like, how do you? Oh, even- I love that. It was so cool. Yeah, no, I can, like, we can send you guys, like, her information and stuff. And she's, like, just such a sweet person. Like, I wrote to her and I was just, like, I love your product. And she sent me two full-size products. She sent me, like, an aloe, like, face wash and then, like, a toner. And they're both amazing. They've, like, helped my mask me. And it's just, like, all the products are so good. And she's just, like, the coolest person. So you guys should definitely talk to her. We'll send you her stuff. I would love that. That goes into our – And we'll talk to her. Maybe we can get her on our live. But I guess, like, short-term goals definitely get the store launched and build momentum around the brand. Because it's not just about a store. It's about the community. So something that we're doing is we have the PB show, which it's our series is called like, what is beauty or what does beauty mean to you? Mm-hmm. And we're interviewing influencers, consumers, brand owners, and things of that sort on our IG stars. live and podcast. So our goal for this year is to like really drive the conversation and build that because yeah. that will naturally build the, the store. But we have to build the community because it's like for us, it's, it's for everybody by everybody so that's like our biggest thing because if you build a community no matter what you decide to build it will flourish and the only way that we can give back to the community is if we build this community so that's pretty much our focus for until december so launching and trying to go viral with the community (laughs) (laughs) trying to pull up and act like you don't know anybody (laughs) okay what's the most important part about having a brand that has a set mission changing the world and I think seeing where the heart is. Yeah. 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 How else would you ever build it? It's going to exist as a business that just makes money. That's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That really is. I felt that. <laughs> that really we, is. Right? We. No, I mean, that's literally capitalism. Like, that's our country. Like, no one yeah. gives a shit about the consumer. They just want to make money. They do yeah. what's popular and all that shit. No one actually cares about, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. the people they're selling them to which is why mm-hmm. like what you're doing is so great mm-hmm. it's, like it's literally- to make money yeah. and the thing about it is let's let's break down currency right there's like different forms of currency how do you get money you exchange your time for money what is time time is energy what does energy come from it comes from you mm-hmm. so it's like you're selling yourself for a machine that is meant to destroy you. That doesn't make sense because your energy creates your time. Your time given creates the money that you use to purchase something. Mm -hmm. That cycle sounds fucked up to me if it's not good. And I'll be damned if I'm giving my energy to some shit that is not better for the world. What? You're making money out of the community with no intention and caring for them. And that's where we- It's a broken machine. Yeah. No, we, we create our own system. I don't know if anybody else knows, but, like, we literally don't have another planet to live on. Period. Like, that. yeah, literally, period. <laughs> There's really nothing else to say, y'all. <laughs> we can't go anywhere else. Like, you guys, knock, knock. Like, we gotta fix it. <laughs> Please stop. Hello. I have a question for you, ladies. What's up? For us? Oh, my God. Turning for it around. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? <laughs> 
Why did you you two decide to live together? We actually met like in a college class. And at the time I hated my roommate. We just sat next to each other on the first day, started talking. I had just transferred into Mm -hmm. the school and I didn't know anybody. And so I sat like fourth row or something. It was like this lecture hall style. And then she just sat next to me and I was like literally blacking out mm-hmm. because I was like, oh my, I don't know anybody. I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? So she sat down next to me and like we sat there for a minute and I was just like, okay. And then I was like, hi. And I was like, what's up? And we just started talking. And then every day, like I would like just come and sit next to her. And we would just like talk and like this class was like such it, bullshit. It was so bad. So yeah. So like we would <laughs> like kind of commiserate through that class. And then I was just like, I don't even know how it started. Well, like, because like, so when I had transferred, like uh-huh. I was living like at home, but then I had met like another girl at like orientation mm-hmm. and she also had a roommate that she didn't like and she wanted to move out. And I was like, oh, like we should live together. And then, so we were planning to like live together for like the next semester and then like Meg and I were in class and Meg was like oh my god like I hate my roommate and I was like um I'm looking to move out I don't know if you are as well and then so she was and then yeah then and then like we've gone through like a couple roommates like there's been like a third we at one point we had four people living with us like together like us included there was four people one person moved out and then another person moved out and now we have like one of our really like close friends living with us who's awesome yeah yeah so that's basically our story but why did you decide to build a podcast together that's like because when you build a business or any kind of project with somebody that's like getting in bed why y'all in bed oh yeah yeah like I think about this all the time because like when people like when I tell people that I'm like, oh yeah, like she's my best friend and we live together and we have this podcast and we work together. I'm yeah. like, I genuinely don't think I could do this with like anybody else. Yeah. But like, I mean, I would never, I, I guess I wouldn't say to like live with like, I don't know. Cause like in the past people say like not to work or live with your best yeah. friend. But like when we, when we moved in together, like we were friends, but it wasn't mm-hmm. until like we moved in that it was, we were talking about this the other day yeah. that like a switch flipped and I was like, okay, my soulmate. Like it's like, we were just like, I don't know and so we lived together for like a a year and a half yeah and then like like my degrees in video production Mm -hmm. and we both love listening to podcasts and I like jokingly was like oh we should start one ha ha ha." I have like a tiny YouTube channel but so like I I like love the camera randomly one day I was like we should just like record it we wanted to start a podcast but we never know like knew what to name it but then like last year I had like an aunt who was really close to me pass away and something that like my family always used to say to each other was like, love you, mean it. And then I was like driving one day and I literally had to pull over and I like texted her and I was mm-hmm. like, we have to do it. We wanted the podcast to be like an inclusive place for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's just so great that like we've had like you guys and then like other people too who are like black or people of color that feel like they can like even come onto the podcast and like tell their story and like feel comfortable. Yeah. It's just great. Love that. I, it's actually pretty it dope. really is pretty dope i love that it, it really aligns with you said something i like how you were able to celebrate like your aunt's life mm-hmm. through this podcast through your work yeah yeah That's it's like cool. you you changed the 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 meaning you didn't necessarily change the meaning but you took something from a place that could have caused you pain mm-hmm. and you put joy to it you transmuted it i love that I but know. you also said something that stuck out and reminded me a lot of how we are yeah. you kind of moved in kind of you were friends you didn't really know you just went mm-hmm. into it and you build and you do everything together 
-hmm. We believe in um, purpose partners. I genuinely believe that Lydia is my purpose partner. We spend a lot of time together. And I'm, first of all, I I don't like being around people like that. I never thought, I love people in short dosages, Mm -hmm. but I never thought I could spend most of my time with somebody. And I don't know if this is the best advice for everybody, but I think when you live with the person you're building a company with, it's different. Yeah. It's 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 real. It's raw. It's authentic. Like that discipline that you have to build between each other, the accountability that you have to hold, because it's not just about building a company. It's like if you don't take care of you or you don't take care of the other person, the company feels it. The work feels it. When they always say, like, don't live with your business partner, like keep it separate from my own experience. No, put it all together. Yeah, that like, hasn't been the case for us either. Like, I think yeah. it makes it even better mm-hmm. because, like, I feel like even people like listening and stuff can like tell that we're like best friends. And then, yeah, like, and we're like roommates and stuff too. It's like the podcast and like our relationship is like such an intimate level. Yeah, that it's like it feels it's nice like inviting people into it or inviting people to listen because then it's like I don't know, it's just like they're with us or something. Well, I'm sure that you guys. Yeah. Have- like it's like a different like feeling of intimacy it's like a whole different level yeah you don't have that like live-in best friend like business partner relationship with anybody else not with your family not with like your significant other it's like literally just something that the two of you have it is very we always talk about it how intimate it is and we always joke around like the day that we end up with husbands yeah. I hope no, they I understand. The we're like, what? I don't know what I'm We're gonna... like, what, right? Because we're, we're not like, having what? conjoining houses. Like, what? Yeah, I know. If I'm going to have a husband or anybody, like, please understand that Lydia will have a key to my house and she's welcome to come when she feels like yeah. it. Please understand that her house may be two doors down. Shit, look yeah. about might be a hallway that connects us. Like, <laughs> right? and I hope you understand that this is what this is because when you meet your purpose partner, you don't take that lightly. Everybody doesn't get to find that. I think it's like in our friendship, I was able to see how crazy we really were. And I think like in my, like, I'm a sad, so like in my fiery times, I'm just like, you know, I I risk it all. Like, you know, and then to find a partner that just like, I'm not going to question, I'm just going to jump with you. Just like, that's a big plus because like life is full of adventures. I don't really know what's going to happen. When you say that really makes you think about it because I live my life on the edge all the time everything's a scene so yeah. when you find someone else who's all about the scene is also living on the edge and it comes out of like we come out the fire like whoo that was close so when you yeah. find someone else who like is asking you're right you are crazy yeah we drove across guys we drove across the country from texas to brooklyn chasing after a hurricane in a pandemic during the civil rights movement Okay, like, who else my, is going to do that with you mood. but your fucking purpose partner who else is going to do that with you that's just exactly. but like it's really cool to be able to um yeah you have that like you said like i'm mm-hmm. reading this book called the seven levels of intimacy and it mm-hmm. really boils down like it's not just intimate with your partner it's intimate in different parts of your life yeah and it's like it's something that we share that doesn't have like like you said like no one else in the world will ever have what we have Mm-hmm. Yeah. especially when you're going on a crazy ride like building a company literally nothing even if I get yeah. into like a relationship it will never top this yeah I literally don't know how much deeper we could go <laughs> like I don't even think there's another level I just don't even think I could ever work live be best friends and don't do it all with like another yeah. person it's literally like we were just saying like it's I feel like it's like a once in a lifetime thing yeah. and I feel bad yeah. for people 
I've talked about this with people before. I feel bad for people because I know people in my life that have never even had a best friend, which is mm. crazy. And I like, I just feel so lucky to like have someone like Meg because it's like, I know so many people have never even experienced like one best friend in their life, let alone like to this extent. Yeah. Well, that's a reflection of how you see yourself because the people who you're surrounded by, you attracted them. So mm-hmm. if you have someone who deeply cares about you, it's a reflection of how you care about other people. So pat yourself on the back that you guys have this relationship because it's a reflection of yourselves. Y'all too. Yeah, I'm Thank you. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Good for y'all. <laughs> Thank you. You too, guys. I have an important question. I found your Pathos Beauty playlist. So I'd like to talk about that. Like, are, ah! you, are, you, guys, are you guys big music lovers? Is that like... Yeah. Did you listen to it? Yes, duh. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Before we get into that, would you think? They should have been playing it. In the I mean, in the background, like us, like yeah. <laughs> I like. I just think it's so cool to have. Like, I mean, that's something like we should do. Yeah. I'm like, I never really thought about like having a playlist like with a brand. Like, what kind of like brought the idea up for that? We're like music junkies to start yeah. with. Mm-hmm. And Emphasis on junkie. Yeah. <laughs> we like. Every time we're around each other, we're always listening to the same music or around the same music. So that's why we're like, we have no problem with like who's playing what music because it's just always the mood. It's always a vibe. It's always a vibe. So like, it was just like a part of us. And when we were building the company, we always have music playing in the background. So we're like, with anything that we do, we wanted to make it an experience. So we're Mm -hmm. like, while people are online and while we're talking with people, why don't we give them the whole experience and music is a part of it mm-hmm. yeah and like our playlist is not it's not curated in a way of like this goes with this yeah it's whatever song that we felt probably repeated it six times yeah like will we work oh my god that was crack then we have to put it on the list and yeah. it just it plays because it, it gives you the ability to connect connect and also like to get a better vibe of what we're doing like you'll catch the vibe by like our presence online and like the things that we do but there's there's something about music music moves people it connects people and like we just love musicians because they're artists they're people like us yeah so like when you get that you'll be able to see and it also helps us remind when we feel like we're going off brand it brings us back to what's real yeah. And our whole tagline is like vibe with us and it gives you the ability to vibe. Mm-hmm. And like in the future, like of Pathless Beauty, like music is a major component in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. So if we do ever have a physical store, there will be that playlist yeah. and a space for artists to put their music because they are also a part of beauty because music yeah. influences a lot of different things. Yeah. Like it's just something that I never saw before. And obviously like was looking at your Instagram for mm-hmm. the call and stuff, but I just thought it was so cool. Like it's never like something I've seen before. And even yeah. like, though you haven't like completely launched, I feel like you could already like get the vibe of like how it's going to go. Ah, I love that yeah. girl. Oh, and it's set in the tone. Like, hey, yeah. You're yeah. like blushing. Right. I feel like, I feel like I just met a man. Right. <laughs> What's your favorite inclusive brand Instagram account or podcaster to follow? I didn't know if you had like, I guess we already talked about a brand, but if you had yeah. like an account that like you guys follow or that like Pathos Beauty follows that like you would want people to know. It, I, I guess it doesn't have to be like beauty related. It's yeah. just like something like important. You would want like your consumers to like have in common with you. 
I like to listen to a lot of podcasts that this is not in beauty, but like mm. a lot of podcasts that tell stories about like entrepreneurs or like Entrepreneurs on Fire is one of my favorite podcasts because it talks about like the path of entrepreneurs, like their their mindset, their views in life, the walks of life mm. as they become entrepreneurs and the problem that they're solving. So to me, it's like to be able to see all these different entrepreneurs and see where they come from and learn from them. I guess it's diversity and in, it's in showing inclusivity, but it's not beauty related. I mean, it is beauty in a sense. But yeah, those are one of the things that I like to listen to. For me, there's an um, influencer. Her name is Sophie Rowe, and she lives here in Brooklyn as well. And she's a chef. But she really just shares her story about being vulnerable and being real about like how we treat other people and you're also like your relationship with food. So I love to cook. Oh my God. Like my ultimate goal in life is just to travel around the world and learn how to cook from like the best chefs in the world. So Sophie Rowe, like I learned a lot from her. It's all about including people and like your relationship with your own traumas. Like she is the bomb. Check her out. She has like a night, most times 9 a.m check in when she just keeps it real and I love that about her and then like podcast wise I actually have my own podcast it's not live yet and it's called curiosity (laughs) on purpose and I have been working on it for like two years it's just not live because I got a lot of things to do but it's really focused on having conversations with people of different walks of life Mm -hmm. and how their curiosity got them to where they are today so sometimes I'll replay all of those episodes because it's like really fun to like listen I know this one guy who was a muralist and a neuroscientist and made neurotropic gum. And like, I got to talk to him about that whole, he still paints murals and is still the founder of this like neuroscience company, blow my mind. And there's diversity in that too. And it's like sharing those stories and getting real and human. I don't know when it's going to come out, but. That's so cool though. I've listened to that a lot lately. Like I've been listening to all those episodes. Yeah, and also I'm able to see how much I've grown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's almost like a diary. Like you, you can yeah listen to it. It's it's really cool. Podcasting, like you're able to meet so many cool people. Like you guys are so cool. Like we never would have been able to do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you don't get to like have these conversations with people all the time. So the fact that we're able to do this, even like on a weekly basis. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, it's amazing. I love that. I can see the love in your faces around. Yeah. For those of you who can't see them, they're blushing. <laughs> the listeners can't see, but sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> like um, you're not supposed to self hate. No, I know, but sometimes, like, don't get don't get me wrong. I love to stunt, but just not today. Just today is not the day. It's so gloomy. And yeah, sad. it's just shitty today. You gotta stunt all times, baby. You were born in magic. What do you want to see change in the beauty industry in the next five years? Ooh. A big question, but it's loaded. But for me personally, I want to see when I look at their campaigns, when I look at their the people that they choose to display their models, mm-hmm. I want to see people that look like me. I'm not just talking in color, but like I want to be able to look them in the eyes and then see that they shared similar stories or depth, have walked like you. Yeah. yeah, or have walked the same path as me. I think it's beautiful when you can see that. I think that's why like I gravitate towards like photos that that shows like how candid mm-hmm. and how real and how raw it is versus mm-hmm. like marked up and stretched out and like perfect. I don't like the idea of perfect and I wish a society like especially in the beauty yeah. you can show the rawness and the realness. 
of it all, like being human beings, I feel like that would give a lot of little girls the ability to see their beauty in themselves mm-hmm. from a very young age so they don't grow up like damaged or hurt. That's something that we like had a conversation about the other day, like how we wouldn't want to be like a preteen or yeah. like in high school right now. Just with yeah. like all the social media and like the editing of the pictures and like the impossible mm-hmm. beauty standards. It's like, yeah. I can't even imagine what that's like for them yeah. and what we're doing to our girls and boys right now. Like, yeah. And boys too. It's yes. fucked up. Yeah. It's fucked up. It yeah. Is. yeah. It's, it is fucked up. I guess it's my turn about <laughs> you just like your answer. Oh. Literally <laughs> you said what I feel. Yeah. yeah. Something that I hope to see in the next five years is going back to Lydia's point. I'm getting emotional. Um, I it's back to that point. It's a really like, good question. Yeah, I'm really getting emotional. I feel it. If I cry, don't be alone. Oh my god, you're. Um, we, we, I've cried we, like four cried times on this podcast. On this podcast. Before, so. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I just believe. I just believe in like expressing my emotions as they come. I really hope to see, like Lydia said, like a world where we're celebrated and like. Yeah. Like she said, like you're able to see that journey through people's faces. When I look at somebody, I don't just see what's there. Like I look beneath that. And we're all so unfamiliar with being seen that we create spaces of self-sabotage and harm. So I'm, I'm hoping that the industry sees that that is a need for everybody, not just women, but for men too, because we all struggle with being seen in our natural selves. And if you want to enhance yourself, that's welcome. But I'm just really hoping that we get it. It's beyond just the outside face. It's it's the journey along. It's the way our minds work. It's what we believe in, what we read, what we eat, how we see things like that is what we want beauty to be inclusive. Like we just want everyone and everything to be included. So I get emotional because like, that's my life's work. I will die and work my ass off to hope that I get to see that. What the fuck are they really doing out here? Like, I just can't. <laughs> I just get emotional on that. And like, so in the next five years, and I hope they mean it. So like, even the name of your podcast, Love You Mean It. I hope that we can show love and mean it. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. so yeah, without me like about to cry my eyes out and fuck up my mascara, that's kind of like what I feel and I hope and I will work myself to the bone to make sure that that happens yeah. it's not an option to not girl yeah. you're out here making us cry on our <laughs> podcast <laughs> okay i cannot yeah. even imagine like i mean we already yeah. said like preteens and like people now like doing stuff and it's just so great that they have like a platform like you to look up to final yes. question what is like the biggest takeaway that you want to leave the audience with or just like anybody listening Ooh. You guys have fire ass questions. Yeah, you guys do questions. Can we hire you for question writing? Right. Oh I'm gonna butcher this quote, but like my Angelo said, oh. we might forget the people, but we would never forget how they make us feel. That's so one remember. of my favorite. It is a quote. That is it, right? So good. That yeah. is one of my favorite quotes of all time. That fucks me up every time I read it. <laughs> right it's so real the first time I read it I cried like I actually was like oh my god like that's I love it so sad that oh my god I feel like the older you get like the more meaning it has too and I think about when I think about the quote I think about like the impact that people have made in my life and it's just like I might not even remember what they did but like how they made me feel 
how like I think it goes back to being that celebrated like the fact that like you don't have to do anything for me but I celebrate you mm. for your uniqueness for your existence I think that is the the impact I want anybody who I I meet I talk to I want them to feel that impact I want them to feel how beautiful you are and how mm how unique you are, the fact that you were created in your existence alone, outside of every title that we own, I want you to know that like, I admire you and I love you for that. So yeah. that's the type of impact that we want to make in the years to come in any interactions we have. I think that also leads into another quote for me that sticks. And yeah. I might botch this one too, <laughs> um, but it's by Matthew Kelly. He's the writer of the seven levels of intimacy. And it says in the beginning of the book, essentially like our essential purpose in life is to be the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Our relationships, our purpose in relationship is to help them become the best version of themselves. If you are not in the business of helping everyone reach their essential purpose, yeah. then you need to reevaluate that. So I leave with the audience to say, we hope that you guys vibe with us and we hope that you celebrate other people and you help them become their best selves. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, you become your best self because you're no good to anybody if you're not good to yourself. And the final thing that I'm going to leave with you, and it's, to some people, it's really dramatic. Nobody makes it out alive. So, like, yeah. nobody. Let's celebrate our existence. Let's celebrate we're not here for a long time, but we're here for a, for good, a time. good time. So it's like, how can we work together and build a better world? Because I truly believe that love conquers all. We just need to foster that. And like, we all have the power to make massive impact. Every human being on this planet, every animal, every plant mm-hmm. has the power to make a shift in the world. And my dad, keep it real, my dad used to say to me, you can't change the world. I recently had a conversation with him and he called and he said, actually, I was wrong. You are going to change the world. And I said, I know. You don't got to tell me. I don't need your words of validation. <laughs> I know this already. But it took a long time coming to get to that point to know that like, you are the secret sauce. You are the magic in the pot. You are the oil that greases that machine. And don't let anybody ever tell you you're not. So yeah, that's what we want to leave with you guys. And we hope that you all join our community and vibe with us. Like that's just the biggest thing. I feel like people can probably listening already catch the vibe. This was just like the most natural. Yeah. I mean, like we've had great interviews in the past, but this was just the most natural, like didn't even really have to like go off of our questions because we were just like genuinely interested. <laughs> oh thank you thank you so much for hearts really of course thank you guys so much for listening to this episode with diamond and lydia yeah we really loved having them on and we can keep you guys updated and let you know when their website actually launches and we're so excited they actually were so kind to give us a discount code for you guys so you can get 10 percent off your purchase on their website and we're so excited we will put it on the instagram so that you guys don't forget it so don't worry you guys will have it you won't be looking for it but once again thank you guys so much for listening don't forget to follow us on instagram support this podcast in the link down below check out the merch and we'll talk to you on monday love Love, you mean it love you mean it Thank you.